Hey, thanks for downloading the podcast. And remember, if you want to listen live, download the iHeartRadio app, download the TuneIn app, and just search for Fantasy Sports Radio Network, and you can listen to this program live. Also, if you want to watch the video of this podcast, check us out on YouTube, on Twitch, or on Periscope, and type in, you guessed it, Fantasy Sports Network. You'll find us there. Enjoy the show, and thanks for listening. You're listening to the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. It's time to play! Full-time fantasy. Full-time fantasy. It is full-time fantasy sports here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. I am Adam Ronis, solo here. For the final hour, taking you until 4 p.m. Eastern as we do each and every weekday, 2 to 4 p.m. Eastern. If you can't listen to the entire show live, no problem. You can check it out on demand anytime you want. Just go to podcast and search full-time fantasy. Hit subscribe and you'll be notified whenever a new episode is uploaded. You can check out all my work, full-time fantasy. Follow me on Twitter at Adam Ronis on the gram at Aaron88. Uh, the weekly... MLB stock watch article is up. So I look at some players who stock is up, whose stock is down, and what should you do uh, if the stock is down? Do you buy low? Do you move on? Uh, for the guys whose stock is rising, are they available on the waiver wire? Maybe you pick them up. Maybe it's an opportunity to sell high. So I go through that. You could check that out right now that it's on the site. We also have the closer report and the depth chart and bullpen updates. Very important. And you know, we haven't had a ton of closer movement, but there were some situations yesterday that occurred that are worth taking note of. So we'll talk about that. So you can look at that from Sean Childs. Also, I uh, got potential stashes that you could add off the waiver wire. Uh, that article is up on the site now as well. And uh, Dr. Roto takes a look at the Cleveland Browns training camp questions. Obviously, one of the more intriguing teams from an NFL perspective and a fantasy perspective. A lot of buzz and excitement for that team this year. And if you have any questions, you could ask them on the message boards and the forums. Uh, getting a lot of baseball questions. So uh, whether it's waiver wire pickups, trades, strategy, whatever it is, we are here to answer it. So become a member today at FullTimeFantasy.com. Uh, use those message boards. Take advantage of the minds you have here at Full-Time Fantasy, and you get access to them whenever you want. Uh, ask your question whenever it is, 4 a.m. Eastern. might be sleeping, but when I get up, I'll answer it. But uh, we will take care of you, of course. You can check out our DFS as well. Uh, there's a link there at the top page for DFS. we got write-ups looking at the baseball slate for tonight. There's Optimizer to help you out as well as the Slack chat leading up to lineup lock. So plenty of ways uh, to make money, whether it's DFS season long, MLB, NFL, NBA. We got you covered on uh, a variety of DFS sports as well. And don't forget, May Madness ends tomorrow. You're like, what is May Madness? Well, if you head on over to playffwc.com and you put down your $200 deposit for your World Championship League, whether it's live in Vegas at the Palms first weekend of the NFL season, or if you decide you can't make it, that's a mistake. Be out there. But I understand you got kids and family and maybe you can't make it out to Vegas that weekend. Don't worry. You can still do it online. And you don't even have to choose your day or time right now. Just put down your $200 deposit, especially if you know you're going to play anyway. And you'll be entered into a drawing where the winner 
gets a free world championship team valued at $1,795. So especially if you know, hey, I'm going to be in four or five leagues, put down the 200 bucks, and maybe one of those teams becomes free for you. So check it out. We also have tons of drafts going on. We got a new Dynasty startup draft kicking off Saturday at 9 a.m. Eastern with a six-hour clock. A few spots left in that one. We got a draft and go best ball draft, four-hour clock, nine spots left there. Uh, starter slow full season draft, four-hour clock, ten spots left there. So there's different price points, different formats, online championships, slow draft. We got one with a one-hour clock, three-hour clock, six-hour clock. I know some people get very impatient, and they don't want to wait. So uh, this is your opportunity to maybe get one in an hour. Maybe an hour is good enough for you. For some people, it's not good enough. They, they have to work, and they can't check their phone. So I, we understand everyone has a different situation. So whatever yours is, uh, you can pick what is best for, on your time. So uh, check it out now, playffwc.com. I'll be joined by Matt Modica from theathletic.com in the next segment, talking some baseball with him. There is some afternoon baseball, so we'll get you updates on that. And we'll get your lineups from the games uh, for tonight. But kicking it off with some news. And I think during the show yesterday, we had mentioned that Carlos Correa was going to miss time. But we didn't really get the extent of what exactly happened. And, you know, the Astros are really banked up right now. And I know Yankee fans don't want to hear it because their team is banked up and they keep winning. But uh, George Springer is out with a grade two hamstring strain. Jose Altuve had a little bit of a setback in the minor leagues. He was on rehab for a left hamstring injury, and then the surgically repaired right knee uh, is acting up, so he needs some rest. And then Carlos Correa, who, you know, I had no idea at the beginning of the week he was injured, but he was placed on the injured list yesterday. So we knew it was a fractured rib, and it happened off the field. Then we saw a statement from him and found out that he fractured his rib in an in-home massage earlier this week. Uh, we've seen a lot of bizarre injuries in sports. This has got to be one of the top ones. And I know a lot of people are saying, well, I don't buy this. Here's my thing. If you're going to make something up, aren't you going to make it up a little bit more realistic? Uh, come on. You know, like, why would you say? Because everyone's laughing at this. So I have to think it's real because if you're going to make an excuse, it's got to be better than, yeah, I fractured my rib during a massage. And there could be rough massages. I've had a couple professionally, but never sustained any injuries yet. But uh, as I said on Twitter yesterday, this certainly was not a happy ending for Carlos Correa. And this is just frustrating for his fantasy owners because this is a guy that has not been able to stay on the field. And we always get into this debate about, whether players are injury-prone or not. And I've taken chances. Like, A.J. Pollock's a guy that every year uh, I'll take a shot on him. And this year I actually don't have a lot of Pollock. I think I only have him in one league. And it was a uh, full-time fantasy baseball draft. Uh, so it's all we did was draft and that's it. So that's the only league that I have Pollock, even though I still like the price this year, eighth, ninth round. But we know the guy is hurt constantly. The thing with him is they're different injuries. Now, this elbow issue, unfortunately, was an infection based on the plates and screws that they inserted. So I guess you could say it's some poor luck with Correa. It's been a couple different things. It's been a back. He got hit by a pitch. But, you know, Correa was someone that in most drafts this year, I said, I'm not taking him. I know he fell to the fourth round in a lot of drafts. And you go and you look and you say it's pretty good value because what is the ceiling for Correa? 
And if he puts it all together, we knew, okay, this guy can hit 300, 30, 35 home runs. It's a great uh, uh, team context. He doesn't run much, so that kind of dings his value a little bit. But, you know, this is going to be the third straight year that he probably plays, you know, 120 games or fewer. And, you know, shortstop to me was such a deep position this year. I think that was part of it. I don't mind taking an elite shortstop early if I think they're the best. Uh, but that's like, you know, first, second round, someone that really stands out. But after that, I, I was kind of waiting on the position just and taking outfielders or other positions. It was so deep. I feel like I've mentioned this every week with Jorge Polanco, a guy that I loved the last year, loved this year, Marcus Simeon, Paul DeYoung. I mean, we can go on and on. There was just so much depth at the shortstop position compared to years past that you really didn't need to go there. And I said, yeah, uh, you know, Correa wasn't a target for me. And then I was like, what if he has a big year? Maybe I should get him in one draft. And I wound up getting him, I think it was late fourth round, early fifth round in a 15-team league where I was picking three. And obviously it was good so far. And it just sucks now that he's out four to six weeks for a stupid injury. And the one thing, as I said, with the depth at the position, you're able to you know, fill it in. I mean, is it a big injury? Sure. But I think a lot of times, uh, you know, you're okay right now at the shortstop position or middle infielder. Maybe you have someone at middle infield, you move him to short. You got another middle infielder. There's a lot of good depth at the position. So, yeah, it is a, a tough injury, but I think in a lot of cases you can overcome it. Uh, let's look at some closer situations yesterday. Uh, Steve Ciszek, guy I talked about a lot. Uh, I thought he was a good value pickup. It seemed like a lot of people were not spending money when he first became the closer. But it was clear to me that Joe Madden has the most confidence in him. Now, I don't know if he's going to keep the job. That's one of the things. I uh, had this little bit of a back and forth with Jeff Erickson from Rotowire on Twitter yesterday because he said he bench C-Shex in most leagues. And I said I had him active in all of mine. But team context for fantasy teams is different. For him, a lot of the leagues, he was his third closer for me. I mean, the great fantasy baseball invitational, he's my only closer right now. Well, I picked up Oberg from the Rockies. You did get a save yesterday, but again, that might be temporary. So in that league, yeah, I'm playing him. Tout Wars, I had to decide between C-Sheck and Blake Parker. I went with C-Sheck with the thinking, like, this potentially could be his last week closing. And Pedro Strope hasn't been activated yet. And maybe I thought maybe that was why Jeff didn't go with him. You know, a lot of people think Strope will come back and get the job. Look, he was pitching very well. He had one really bad outing that's inflated his ERA. So I'm not sure what they do there. But Cisha came in yesterday uh, against the Astros, and it was an easy, smooth inning. Uh, scoreless inning, a strikeout, 12 pitches, eight strikes. So that's his fifth save of the year. Maybe they use both. Uh, but either way, I thought he was someone that I wanted to have in my lineup this week and so far got one save. Hopefully get a couple more. I know Strope is doing his rehab. I mentioned this on Twitter yesterday before the show. And in my article, the Seattle Mariners have one save this month. And it's just, we don't even really know who the closer is at this point. They don't even have any save opportunities. So they brought in Rowenis Elias in the eighth inning. He gave up two runs. He was replaced by Anthony Bass, who's actually been pitching okay. Uh, but then he gave up the lead as well. Because he allowed uh, consecutive doubles uh, for the Rangers to take the lead. So... It's just a bad situation there, and it just means that when Hunter Strickland comes back, 
he's gonna he's gonna get that job back. I gotta think that it's his because no one has been able to seize it, and a lot of it has to do with they haven't had many save opportunities. But when they have, no one is converting them. So Strickland could be throwing uh, bullpen maybe this weekend. Could be several weeks away. But if you do have the room to stash a one, uh, Hunter Strickland probably is the guy. Uh, you know, he had a couple saves early in the year. It's not like he's a lock to keep that job either, but I think it's a good opportunity. We did see uh, Hansel Robles blow a save for the Angels once again yesterday. They gave up a home run to Mark Conha, made it a one-run game, and then Josh Fegley had a sack fly to tie the game. So he's got two blown saves in his last three outings, and uh, he's just not getting a lot of swings and misses anymore. And I know I thought Robles was the guy at the time, but my point was if you looked at the way the Angels were utilizing him, it pointed to him being the closer. That didn't mean he was going to keep the job the entire year, but I want the guy who has the role at the time. I think, you know, it's easy to say, well, Ty Buttry's better. He's going to get the job. And he might. He might. But at this, I think we've also seen the Angels use him in high-leverage situations. Same what Boston is doing with Matt Barnes. I think we all agree Barnes is probably the best arm in the, in the Red Sox pen. But if it's the seventh inning and the bases are loaded two out, they're going to bring in Barnes. Uh, if it's first and second one out in the eighth, in a one-run, two-run game, they're going to bring in Barnes. And I think that's what the Angels are doing with Butchery. I think they feel he is the best reliever in that pen, but they're going to use him in high-leverage situations. But, you know, Robles, uh, if he blows another save or two, they could just say, you know what, we're, we're just going to go to Butchery. So just keep that in mind. And Robles had been pitching well until recently. It's something to keep an eye on. Uh, Jose Alvarado for the Rays, man. What is going on? You know, he was dropped in my 12-team online championship team couple weeks ago, picked him up. Uh, this is the second week I've had him. I haven't had him in the lineup yet. It was kind of just, you know, I already have two closers and, you know, adding a third just in case. But, man, uh, his last four and two-thirds innings, he's allowed six runs, nine hits, and seven walks. Uh, and we know that they don't always go to him in save situations. And uh, this was the eighth inning where he came in and allowed a couple of runs against the Blue Jays, and he didn't even retire a batter. So, Definitely a little bit of a concern here as he's had real trouble finding the strike zone, and uh, it's a problem. So that that could push him out of the mix for saves. And uh, Diego Castillo well, could get some opportunities again, as we've seen, Pagan. So it's definitely worth keeping an eye on here. Uh, Alvarado was dominant earlier in the year, and then all of a sudden uh, he's had these real, real troubles here getting out of uh, trouble. Edwin Diaz. What a disaster last night. I was up, obviously, watching the Mets game. It was 8-3 Mets. They were hitting home runs. Pete Alonso with two home runs. Uh, Diaz came into the game with an 8-5 lead in the ninth inning. But the biggest problem was in the seventh inning, Mets were up 8-3, second and third, nobody out, and they couldn't scratch across the run. I mean, all you need is a simple sack fly, a ground ball to the right side, and they couldn't do it. So... Uh, Gazelman gave up a run, Familia gave up a run, and then Diaz came in and he just did not have it. Gave up home runs to Jock Peterson and Max Muncy to start the inning, and I knew it was over then. Uh, Turner doubled, Bellinger doubled, and uh, Alex Verdugo ended it with a sack fly to end the, end the game. So what's crazy is Diaz came into this game dominating lefties. These were the numbers against le- lefties for Diaz going into last night. 0-71 average. 133 OBP, 214 slugging, and Diaz just couldn't 
get these guys out. And uh, now he's allowed five home runs. That's how many he's allowed last year. But, you know, that's the problem is we knew that that would change, man. He's a fly ball pitcher a little bit. And also with the um, the ball being a little juiced and flying out of the park. So I'm not worried about Diaz. He's been used a lot, uh, seven games in the last 10 days. So I don't think there's any need to panic with Diaz. Just, you know, he said it, the worst game of his career uh, at the worst time, unfortunately. We also saw a real bad game from Lou Tre- Trevino. Uh, he's probably someone in deeper formats people use and maybe even picked up when Blake Trinan had that elbow scare. Uh, and Trevino just uh, hammered yesterday. Uh, five runs, four earned in the top of the 11th at, in his second inning of work. So deep defense didn't help him that much either. But, you know, when you have these relievers that you expect good ratios, they come in and get hammered. It is not a good day for you. So a lot of bullpen troubles there yesterday. When we return, I'll be joined by Matt Modica. You can find him at theathletic.com. We'll talk baseball with him. That is next here on Full-Time Fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Put your money where your mouth is and take a shot by opening a sports wagering account with FanDuel, New Jersey's largest sports book. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid where you'll receive a free bet of up to $500. That's a free bet of up to $500 when you open a sports wagering account at FanDuel.com slash grid. Point spreads, game totals, props, parlays, and in-game wagering on college and pro sports, and you're in control. Go to FanDuel.com slash grid. Open your new account and claim your free wager of up to $500 today. The following ad contains shocking material. Listener discretion is advised. Is someone in your family playing a dangerous game of Russian roulette? Over 43,000 people die a year from drug overdose. 120 people a day. Five people every hour. One person every 12 minutes. 88,000 people die every year from alcohol abuse. Over 240 people a day, 10 an hour, one person every six minutes. Somebody you know may be next. Learn how to help someone you love get away from the drugs, alcohol, and bad influences. With the FMLA, people can take a leave of absence from their job and still keep it. Call now and learn how we can help you. 866-484-9621 866-484-9621 That's 866-484-9621 DailyRoto.com Learn from the game's best DFS players. We don't just give you premier advice. We play every day. All major sports, all year round, we never stop. Industry-leading DFS tools and custom projections. And now, the DailyRoto.com Optimizer. In minutes, build and optimize lineups for cash games and tourneys. Learn from the game's best DFS players. Join DailyRoto.com. Back here at his full-time fantasy on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Don't forget, check me out, fulltimefantasy.com. Got the latest StockWatch article up, looking at players with their stock on the rise, stock on the decline, and what to do. So uh, you can check that out. And, of course, we have the closer depth charts, bullpen updates from Sean Childs, all at fulltimefantasy.com. But joining me now it is my guy, Matt Bodica from theathletic.com. Matt, what is going on? Well, another day closer to the weekend. You know, we got some afternoon baseball. Not really great baseball, to be honest with you, but just afternoon baseball. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I mean, look, uh, Thursday, I usually expect a lot more games and uh, a lot more 
for excitement, but hey, it's better than having no games at all. And uh, no, we talked about this briefly before coming back, but what a debacle for the Mets last night. I stayed up and watched this game, and I know the Dodgers are good. I know that lineup is really difficult to pitch to, but you got an 8-3 lead. They had second and third go out in the seventh inning. They couldn't tack on any runs. And you could go, well, it's still a five-run game. But with this Mets bullpen and this Dodgers lineup, I knew it wasn't safe. And uh, unfortunately, it turned out to be right as the Mets fell 9-8 last night. Yeah, I mean, I fell asleep after the Seager homer. I uh, couldn't keep my eyes open anymore. But I did see them like seem to be celebrating a little too much early on in that game. And, you know, there was still a lot more to play. So they didn't cash in the opportunities. And then I heard they didn't walk Bellinger in the ninth. <laughs> like, what the hell? You walk Seager, not Bellinger? Yeah, it wouldn't have mattered. They would have won anyway. You know, I did feel <laughs> the same way. You know, I felt that way a little bit with the home runs, like Rosario celebration and Dom Smith. And, you know, look, I, I think this has been a topic this year. We've talked about it, and we want guys to celebrate and have fun. Mm-hmm. But, man, against the Dodgers, like, I understand they're excited for Dom Smith. He's getting some playing time. He played the outfield. It's his hometown. But, yeah, I kind of felt that. I'm like, guys, uh, you, you look at that team on the other side. Uh, this game's far from over. Yeah, no, and I want to say something. Look, I am for, you know, excitement, bat flips. But I think there's always a point with, with everything and in, in every sport. You take it a little too far, and, you know, it, it does slap you in the face sometimes. <laughs> yeah, and it definitely did for the Mets last night. Uh, but, man, this Dodgers team, man, I mean, Cody Bellinger, like, I, I liked him this year. I got him in a couple leagues, but he's just – you can't even get him out. And he was hitting 400 for a while. Obviously, the average come down. But uh, did you like him going into the year? Did you expect a nice bounce back? Again, no one expected this. But, you know, where did you uh, stand on Bellinger before the year? Uh, I mean, I think you had to expect him to bounce back. I think that was – you know, pretty much a given to be at this pace. It's pretty insane. I like them. I only have one or two shares. So, I, like I always said, if I like them that much, I would have had more considering the leagues I'm in. But, uh, you know, if you look two years ago, as far as the counting stats goes, after the same amount of games, basically, he had like two more homers at this time. Pretty much, the, you know, right in the same ballpark of runs and uh, RBIs. But now he's just unconscious. He got that swing down and stuff. So he's the MVP right now if the season ended. You would give it to him over Yelich? I, I would. I'd give it to him over Yelich and Josh Bells. Those would be the top three. I mean, they've just been unconscious. Yeah, as someone who doesn't have Josh Bell, it's not a fun feeling. I mean, just seeing this guy home every day, and I know you do have some Josh Bell, but – Jeez, man, when does it stop? I know you don't want it to, but this no, is insane. No, no, no. I mean, at some point, you know, even Bellinger is going to, you know, have a couple of weeks stretch where, you know, maybe the swing gets long, a little out of wax. Everybody goes through. It just seems like every day it's either a double or a homer from Josh Bell. <laughs> yeah, it's not fun when you don't have him. I can tell you that much uh, for sure. Uh, what do you think of Scott Kingery now? We know Odubel Herrera on administrative leave. It doesn't look good based on the details. Kingery playing some center field, play some infield. Uh, what kind of numbers can we expect from Kingery? Uh, look, I mean, power speed. If he, you know, if, if he's if he's playing every day, uh, I would think ten ten is a uh, you know a real possibility with this offense. 
And even before the incident with uh, Oduba, which I don't think you'll see him again, at least this year, if ever in a Phillies uniform, they said they were going to get Kingery, you know, more playing time in center field. So, you know, that writing was on the wall already. I remember not this weekend, the weekend before when I put some pitches to Kingery, the guy went for like over $100, and I just couldn't compete with that. Yeah, I was hoping to get him cheaply, too, and uh, wasn't able to get him in any league, but certainly has some value going forward. Talking to Matt Modica, you can find him at theathletic.com. Uh, Kevin Gossman just kicked his fantasy owners in the nuts last night with that eight runs in one inning. He actually had been pitching pretty good, but, mm-hmm. you know, it seems like Gossman, you know, we said, all right, we need to get him out of Camden Yards. Home runs are a big issue. We get him to Atlanta. He was okay last year. The strikeouts dropped. Is he just going to be one of those pitchers that's frustrating and is going to have these blow-ups? Or do you think, you know what, he's back in the National League with Atlanta. He was pitching well before yesterday, and this was just one terrible outing that just uh, left a bad mark. I, I mean, I stayed away this year. I had been in on Gosman in the past. But he was, as you said, he was pitching better. He's in Atlanta. You know, he, I would think with that split, he would get more strikeouts. It just doesn't really seem to translate. But look, that was just an epic meltdown. If you look at Steven Matz, who had an even greater epic eight-run meltdown, and we, we didn't get any outs. Outside of that, Max has a 2.49 ERA on the year. I mean, some of it is definitely lucky. I've watched some of these starts. But, you know, that one start does skew it. And in a deeper league, like if you're in a 15-team league and people start dumping Gausman this week because of that start, and you need some pitching, it's going to be hard not to try and pick him up because you got the rest of the season – the Braves have a very good offense. So, you know, what are your other options? I'm just saying that. Yeah, trust me, I know. In 15-team leagues, and I searched the waiver wire for <laughs> pitching, and I'm like, yeah, I guess i got to hold on to this guy. Yeah, there's no one out there, so uh, I guess i got to <laughs> stick with him. Uh, you know, I think a lot of people, including myself, thought, all right, Jose Leclerc's going to get this job back at some point. We did see Sean Kelly give up a couple runs a few days ago, but then yesterday got a save where Jose Leclerc was the opener. Could this be a situation where they might stick with Sean Kelly a little bit longer than maybe some of us think? I mean, I was with you with the Leclerc getting his job back. Uh, I think right now, I don't know. what They have a specific plan for Leclerc. I'm not really sure what it is. I heard a couple of days ago he was injured, and then he was opening. So I guess, you know, he got past that. Injury. Well, did you hear what the story well, was with him? Why no, he- no, he he had so he had some soreness in both calves. It's because his cleats were too tight. <laughs> Not joking. Like they had some sp- special Memorial Day cleats, and he said they were too tight, and it caused some tightness in his calves. Wow, that's that's pretty crazy, especially like in the year twenty nineteen. That's pretty insane. <laughs> hey, when a guy can uh, fracture his rib getting a massage, anything's possible, right? Uh. I got one share of him in, in the league with you. The one share I got for $19. And he's been a godsend. And come on. I mean, you're supposed to get a happy ending. Not a- I know. I know. Not a fractured rib. Like, geez, what kind of, <laughs> what kind of masseuse freaky, is this? He's a freaky son of a bitch, that guy. It's interesting. So you said you have Correa, one share of Correa. Was it because you said, you know what? I've done a lot of leagues. I don't have them. I kind of want one. Or was it a case of, hey, this is a good price? What was the thinking there in Correa? Uh, that league, I did change things up a bit. I mean, I, think my, I thought my Saturday league was better than that league, but as of today, it's not. But I did change some things up, and I was in on the price. 
And I got him for under 20. I don't know if I would have, if somebody would have said 20. I don't think I was going 21. So that was my price. I didn't have him. It was, it was kind of a mixture of both. And he just fit the, you know, like you say, every auction is just different. But he kind of fit it at that point. And the $19, I was more than happy. I think under 20, I was like, I'll, I'll gladly take him. Yeah, that's kind of what happened to me. So the only team that I have Curry on is the GST. And I was, you know, shortstop to me was a deep position. There were so many guys I liked late. And I said, you know what? I don't have Correa. It was, uh, I was picking third in a 15-team league. It was on the 4-5 turn. I think I went uh, Correa and Murphy, something like that. So I said, yeah, I'll take him in this spot. I'm not reaching. And But, man, it's just like – so how do you look at a guy like Correa? Because we talk about injury-prone players. I brought up A.J. Pollock earlier on, a guy that I always like and always take. And a lot of people are like, oh, stay away from him. He's always hurt. I mean, Correa's 24. He played 110, 109 games the last two years. And now this is probably going to be a year where he doesn't get to 120, 125. So this is three years in a row. Do you say, hey, it's fluke, especially at this massage, if it's even real? Or do you say, here's a trend where maybe this guy's body's not cut out? So how do you kind of treat Correa for next year, based on what we've seen three years in a row now? I mean, he got hurt getting a massage. I can't really, you know, this is like so obscure. and It's not a baseball activity, you know, where he pulled a hamstring or something. He's had bad hamstrings every year. So, uh, you know, as long as he produces, I, I, I'm not that kind of guy. I'm not, I, look, I'm in on AJ Pollock every year like you. I, I never learn. But <laughs> I'll say this. I want guys that play hard. Like, you know, Bryce Harper you know, running into a wall to make a catch. Like, I mean, Byron Buxton, the guy's always injured, but you know, see the play he tried making the other day? I mean, that's what you want from players. I mean, I would never tell somebody who's a supreme athlete, you know what, only go 90%. I, I don't get it. You became great by playing the way you play. You know, and I know it's easy to watch a game and say he should let up, but, you, you know, if you're an athlete, a, a competitor, competitor at the highest level. That's not how you think. That's not how you play. That's not why you're in that position. Unless you're Robinson Cano, because then you get hurt. That could be age as well, though, right? Yeah, he needs some clearing cream. That's hopefully to give him that on the... Uh, on the IL right now. We should have known not to. He had a home run opening day. You get accepted. We should have known. He's a former Yankee. He's going to come here and suck. We should have known. Yeah, I think uh, Mike Cardano was the one who said it. Carlos Baerga. He seems like the Mets get all these, like, uh, Alomar, Baerga, Cano, that one great second baseman. That, you know, they come here and they just can't hit. Yeah, just seems like it. Who knows? Maybe Cano does turn <laughs> it around. Talking to Matt Modica, you can find him at theathletic.com. I saw you send some tweets earlier today about Wade Miley, and, you know, it's crazy. You look at Miley, and you're like, yeah, he doesn't have great stuff. Oh, yeah, the peripherals say he's going to be worse, but yet he continues to pitch well. I only have him in one league, uh, and I run him out there pretty much every week. You know, is Miley someone that can continue to to pitch uh, at a decent level, especially where there's so many uh, holes at pitching on fantasy teams right now? I mean, in 15-team leagues, I think you're grateful to have him. Can it continue? Look, I didn't think it would continue. I know I give it maybe some credit because he became an Astro, but I, I was like, there's no way he's going to do what he did last year. You know, and it's over 26 starts. Actually, the strikeout percentage is up this year. It was kind of non-existent last year, and it's still below average, but you know, for him, it's actually very good. And you know, you have to look at some of these guys and just be like, 
You know what? Like Zach Davies, I keep thinking this guy's going to get, you know, hit around and smacked around. He went into Minnesota and shut them out. Oh, believe me, I keep doubting Davies and writing, yeah, it's not going to last. <laughs> And it just does. I'm with you. <laughs> yeah. I, I don't think you feel good about it. But, yeah, going into Minnesota, because what Minnesota is doing right now is just insane. Uh, and, you know, I loved a lot of their players going into the year. I'm really not too surprised by this. Uh, I, I loved Max Kepler. Wrote about him being a breakout. I've, mm-hmm. Jorge Polanco was someone I loved last year before the suspension. Uh, Miguel Sano. I only I got two shares, but, you know, we know the flaws of him. But there's just – Buxness and I have in a couple leagues. Like, this is Nelson Cruz I have in one league. It's an offense that I just don't see slowing down. No, I mean, I don't either. I, I just think – I'll say one thing about Kepler. He didn't have the stats to, like, back it up at the batting average and stuff. But if you look at, that, at, the, batter, uh, at the batter's profile, I mean, everything screamed this guy should be elite. And, look, he's gotten hot over, like, the last 10 games. I tweeted something out last night about that. And he's got his average up to like 278 or 276. But, you know, he's, I think, a hell of a player. Polanco, like you said. So, yeah, they got everything clicking. You know, I, I would really, if I'm a Minnesota Twins fan, I want to see them get another pitcher or, you know, maybe sign Kimbrell or something like that. I think that would be great for that team, getting Kimbrell. Uh, I think I said this yesterday. To me, the biggest nightmare for the Minnesota Twins is if they make the playoffs – and they have to face the Yankees, and they lose. Because you know they never beat the Yankees. Never. That never. that would. I mean, that's the way this uh, potentially special season could end in disaster. You don't you don't want to see the Yankees if you're a Twins fan, or at least you want to bolster or make those some of the moves you alluded to before they get to the postseason. No, they're, they're, yeah. I mean, most definitely, they have a chance to wrap up, the, win this division and stuff. Pull away. I still think Cleveland's going to wind up possibly selling. And because they really didn't put up any money this year. They didn't want to pay for nobody. I think guys like Bauer, Hand, you know, they're just, it's a matter of time before they're traded. Talking to Matt Modica from theathletic.com. So, with all these injuries in Houston now, who do you see benefits? They brought up Miles Straw. They got Jack Mayfield. Are either of those guys appealing pickups for this weekend? I mean, I don't really know that them that well, to be honest with you. I mean, I'm pretty good on the prospects you need to know. I didn't expect uh, Correa going down. I am going to need to find myself a middle infielder for our league. Uh, so, well, I, I've been I've been getting one every single week in that league. I, I keep dumping them. <laughs> like I'm like, all right, I gotta let Ms. Diaz. He gets hurt. Okay, it's just yeah. crazy. Every single week, it's a it's a new middle infielder I'm picking up. So, yeah, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know. I'm sure I, I know some people like them. I think he's got some speed. The other guy, I really don't know. So, you know, as far as that goes, it's, you know, deeper leagues. I mean, and only everybody's, you know, everybody you have an eye on that's getting that back. But in deeper leagues, you know, maybe if you really need the team struck for, you know, for a dollar or two, you put something out there and see if you see it for a week or two, somebody provides offense. I mean, look, Eric Sogar did it for, for like two weeks for me. That's true. Uh, Nick Pavetta, he's going to get another start. It's against the Dodgers. Any confidence that he sticks around after this start? Uh, I, I do. Look, this is a tough matchup. And I even said, look, in 15-team leagues, if I had Pavetta for the two-start week, I was rolling him out this week, especially if I held him. you got to take chances. you got to hope to strike out. I think this is a talented pitcher. 
who maybe the best thing that happened to him was getting demoted. It was well-deserved, that demotion. But Vincent Velasquez is not a starting pitcher and needed to get the hell out of that rotation. So, you know, maybe he could really help them in the bullpen at some point, uh, uh, Velasquez. But I think Pavetta has talent. This matchup may not be good, but uh, if, if, it turns, if it turns ugly and he gets dropped, I look to pick him up. Yeah, I just you just hope that if he does get hammered, that they <laughs> keep him in the uh, rotation. I think cause... they have to. I think they have to. All right, Matt, let people know what you got coming up and where they can find you. You got it at the Athletic at CTM Baseball every Sunday to two start uh, pitchers and pretty much the landscape of pitching. I do so. Yeah, that two start article because I do it. It, it can get difficult because so much changes on Sunday now, man. Like I just noticed this, no, it's, right? It's crazy. Yeah, that people will, will pinpoint you out if you one one thing changes. <laughs> that's true, but I, I empathize with I know it's not the easiest thing, man. Trust me. All right, Matt, good talking to you, man. We'll talk soon. You got it, Ronnie. Thank you. All right, when we return, we'll take a look at some of the live action from this afternoon and lineups for tonight here on Full Time Fantasy. The Fantasy Sports Network is hitting you from all angles with the best fantasy sports and betting analysis. You can catch the latest programming on so many platforms, there's no way you'll miss out on any of the award-winning programming we pump out every single day. You can listen through the FNTSY radio app, iHeartRadio, TuneIn Radio, Stitcher. Download our podcast through iTunes, Google Play, Spotify, Audioboom, and you can watch select programming on the FNTSY YouTube channel. The Fantasy Sports Network, your only source for fantasy sports and wagering anytime and anywhere. Lose weight now. Go to Fat100.com. Lose that unwanted belly fat today and get free information at Fat100.com. Fit in the dress or pants or bathing suits you've always wanted to. Go to Fat100.com. Lose 10, 20, or more pounds immediately. Go to Fat100.com. For free information on how you can lose weight, go to Fat100.com. Fat100.com. That's Fat100.com. Are you single? Everyone single is looking for the best date possible. Well, I found one website that can find you the best date, and it's called TheBestDate100.com. Just go there and log in for your free trial and see if you can find your new and maybe last best date. Remember, you can find the best date of your life at TheBestDate100.com. That's TheBestDate100.com. One more time, TheBestDate100.com. Let DailyRoto.com guide you to victory as you swing for the fences playing Daily Fantasy Baseball. Become the eighth Daily Roto lineup optimizer to win $1 million in a FanDuel or DraftKings tournament or become part of the growing community who have won thousands of dollars. If you're playing MLB DFS and not using DailyRoto.com, you're doing it wrong. Enter promo code FNTSY for a 10% discount. The 2019 MLB Daily Roto Premium Package at DailyRoto.com. Use the promo code FNTSY and get your 10% discount today. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Adam Ronis here until 4 p.m. Eastern. Make sure you check out PlayFFWC.com. May Madness ends tomorrow, so get in your $200 deposit on your world championship team, whether you decide to draft live in Las Vegas with us at the Palms first weekend of the NFL season, or you elect to do it online. If you put in your $200 deposit now, 
you will be entered into a drawing where the winner gets a free entry into the main event, the World Championship, $1,795. So that's $1,795 is what it's valued at. And you don't have to pick the day or time. You could choose it later. But if you know you're going to play in our contest and you're going to have multiple teams, it might as well have a shot at that entry to get a potentially free one since many people put in five, six, seven, eight. So you might as well get in there now. And, of course, we also have best ball drafts, online championship slow drafts, ton of different contests and price points to choose from. I mean, just look at the online championship. We have slow drafts with a clock of one hour, three hours, six hours. So make sure we cater to everyone. Some people have the ability to be at a computer quickly and like the one-hour clock. They want to keep it moving. Others have work and other issues. Of course, the clock stops overnight. So just find whatever price point works for you, whatever format. we got a Dynasty startup kicking off Saturday, 9 a.m. Eastern. That's a six-hour clock. So plenty different drafts and price points to choose from. So head on over there and check it out, playffwc.com. If you are serious about fantasy football, it's never too early to start preparing for the 2019 season. And Roto Experts has you covered with their NFL 365 fantasy football package including the best math-based seasonal projections and rankings available anywhere on the internet. Davis Maddock and the Roto Experts are providing dynasty, season-long, betting, best ball, and NFL draft content every day of the year to give you an edge regardless of what type of fantasy football you play. Save 10% at rotoexperts.com with promo code FNTSY. That's 10% off with promo code FNTSY. The NFL 365 fantasy football package only at rotoexperts.com. Let's take a look at some news that has uh, gone on today. And it uh, looks like uh, Neil Walker has sustained an injury. Uh, he has a right quad strain. So he is day-to-day. Uh, not someone that is in only many leagues. Certainly NL-only leagues for sure. But it uh, looks like uh, he's probably going to need a stint on the injured list. Uh, the Michael Chavis out of the lineup for the Red Sox tonight again. We'll have to wait on the weather. It does not look good here in New York, in the Bronx. And it all depends on how long they're willing to wait. It does look like it gets clear, like 10, 10, 30. So just keep that in mind if you're playing DFS tonight. There's been a ton of thunderstorms in the area in New York the last couple of days. Uh, The Cubs have signed Carlos Gonzalez to a minor league contract. He was terrible with the Indians when he got an opportunity to play. 210 batting average, 276 slugging, two home runs, seven ribbies, 33 strikeouts. So he's never been great away from cores. He's older. Uh, I just don't think he has much left, and don't think he'll ever really get much of a shot here with the Cubs, unless real injuries strike. Uh, right now, we got afternoon baseball in Philadelphia, bottom of the eighth inning. The Cardinals lead this game 5-3. to three. The Phillies have first and second with two outs, and uh, JT Realmuto is up. Facing John Gant, who's been really good this year for the Phillies. He's got a 1.23 ERA. So Jordan Hicks is warming in the bullpen. And it's weird. They really haven't used Jordan Hicks much this month. I know he had a game over the weekend where he coughed up the lead. But uh, he just, I think that was, I think he's had one save in the month of May. So you would think maybe this is a spot. But they must see something here that they like to match up. And their whole Gant will be able to get out of it. And then uh, Hicks comes on for the ninth. Cardinals hitting a lot of home runs today. Matt Wieters with his third home run of the year. He's played well when given the opportunity. Now, he is not getting many at-bats because Yadier Molina is someone who's going to play every day, but he 
is dealing with a little bit of a hand issue. Suffered, I think, Sunday night or in the Sunday night baseball game. Uh, but Weeder's in there today, two for three, two runs. He's hitting 400, 424 RBP, 733 slug in his third home run of the year. Matt Carpenter did not start this game. He pinched it, and he had a big home run in the seventh inning. That's his eighth of the year. So, you know, Carpenter is really – it's a similar pattern to last year. He was awful the first couple months of the season. People wanted to give up on him, drop him, and then he fin- finished the season with a monster year. So a lot of the underlying numbers for Carpenter are still pretty good. You know, some of them are slightly down. I don't think he goes on a tear like he did last year, but I think he should rebound. Uh, he's been moved to the fifth spot in the order recently, taken out of that leadoff spot. Paul Goldschmidt, two for four. Marcel Ozuna, his 16th home run of the year. He's only hitting 241, and the OBP is 322. But, man, 16 home runs and 49 RBIs. And, yeah, it's just I was a little worried about Ozuna in the spring because he was coming off the shoulder surgery, and I was like, uh, he's not playing the outfield. A little bit bothersome, and we saw last year a guy like Michael Conforto coming off that shoulder surgery, not hit for much power in the first half, uh, and Ozuna has. Gant got Real Muto to foul out to first base to end the inning, so they go to the ninth. Cardinals clinging to that 5-3 lead. They'll see if they can tack on some. Uh, if not, Jordan Hicks will come in trying to get a save. But uh, Jed Jorko also homered today. Uh, he got a start at third base, uh, his second home run of the year as the Cardinals uh, flexing that power in that ballpark in Philadelphia. Gerard Eikhoff, not an awful start, but the home run really hurt him today. Six and a third innings, eight hits, four runs, no walks, four Ks, but he allowed three home runs. His ERA is now 4.10, so he hasn't been pitching as well as he did uh, to begin the year. Uh, Dakota Hudson with a solid start for the Cardinals. Six innings, four hits, one run, three walks, and four Ks. Now, walks still a problem for him. And doesn't get a ton of strikeouts. Carlos Martinez gave up two runs in this one. Uh, that year right now up to 5.40 on the season uh, as he came in in the seventh inning. Uh, for the Phillies, Bryce Harper starting to pick it up. Three hits today, including two doubles. He's got 19 doubles on the season now, 41 RBIs. That's what's crazy. As bad as it's been for Harper, you know, he just hasn't had the monster numbers we expected since many people took him late first round, early second round. Uh, but he has driven in. 41 on the season. He's batting 252 at 370 OBP, 490 slugging. So we have yet to see a hot streak out of Harper. You got to figure it's coming at some point, especially as it gets warmer here. Reese Hoskins also with an RBI. He's got 42 on the season. And uh, Andrew McCutcheon with two more runs scored, man. This guy, you know, no one really talks about McCutcheon. Certainly in the OBP league, he's money. 387 OBP. Average is 262. And we don't, he doesn't have much power anymore. And I wrote about him before the year thinking he was going to be a really good value going in the 8th, ninth, and 10th round. But I didn't get him anywhere. Now, hitting leadoff, the RBI is going to be a little bit low. He's got 28. He's got nine home runs. Uh, 44 runs scored already on the season. He's got 44 runs in 55 games. And, you know, he's not running much. Two stolen bases. I think you'd be happy to get, you know, seven, eight steals, maybe 10 out of him. But it's going to turn out to be a, a really nice year for McCutcheon, especially you know, runs, a uh, little power, uh, average could be decent, but OBP for sure. And uh, that's where he got the big boost. So it's been a nice year for McCutcheon, who uh, I didn't get in any league, even though I thought he was a, a nice value this year. The Giants in Miami taking on the Marlins right now. And the Giants lead this game 3-1 to one, uh, as we go to the uh, top of the eighth inning here. 
Now, not many fantasy uh, players on both sides of the ball here for this team. Uh, Crawford has driven in two runs. God, he's batting 215. He hits seventh, eighth in a terrible lineup. Really nothing here. I, I, I wouldn't want any Giants in any. I don't even think I have any Giants in redraft leagues. I think I have Duggar and a draft champions. Uh, I want to taking Longoria in one league and cutting him quick. I've always been a big Brandon Bell fan, but in this lineup in ballpark and health, wasn't taking him this year. So, uh, yeah, I don't think I have any Giants. They didn't want Buster Posey. Um, Tyler, uh, BDU, six innings, five hits, one run, three walks, four Ks. He's not that good, but had a good matchup here against Miami, so we always want to pick on Miami. Who only has five hits on the day. Uh, Sandy Alcantara, who went for some big money in some leagues a couple weeks ago after that uh, great performance against the Mets, but the walks are still an issue. You look, you know, against the Giants, you can get away with it. He walked five and six innings today, didn't allow any runs, two hits, three Ks. But against better teams, it's going to be a problem. So uh, he did leave here uh, in line to win this game, but the bullpen has given up three runs, two allowed by Adam Conley. So that game is the Giants leading the Marlins 3-1. Uh, so Will Smith, owner, certainly hoping that he can get a statement. He's been tremendous this year, uh, certainly someone that maybe they could move. Uh, Coors Field, and uh, we actually do have a lot of runs early in this one. It's the top of the second inning. And uh, right now, it is 3-3. Each team putting up three runs in the first inning. Christian Walker with a home run. Really important for him. You know, I think a lot of people felt that he could potentially lose his job with uh, Crone getting the call up. And, man, Crone's just not playing enough. He played yesterday. He's not in the lineup today. And that was my one concern about him. And, you know, a lot of times we say to ourselves, okay, why are they calling this prospect up just to sit him? And that's logical. But sometimes teams make illogical decisions and you kind of see it with Crone like why bring this guy up if he's not going to play so it's a really big home run for Walker he's going to need that right now um Adam Jones with another hit uh I I didn't think Adam Jones was going to be this good he's been really good batting 277 double digit home runs Clark on the mound for the Diamondbacks he's allowed two walks two hits three runs in an inning uh not good not someone you want Kyle Freeland's been a disaster this year and uh didn't want any part of him in drafts. I was actually surprised. And look, he he did play well at Coors last year. But you're going to count on that two years in a row, the stuff he has? Uh, not me. So he's gone out. An inning and two-thirds, allowed four hits, three runs, no walks, no Ks, and a home run. That year right now at 6.98. Uh, Raymel Tapia leading off. He's one for one with a run. And uh, Daniel Murphy, one for one with two RBIs. Now, again, he's been sitting a little bit. Uh, and I think they're going to be cautious with him. But he is starting to come around a hit. And this is the beginning, the early stages of a 10-game homestand. they got three more games over the weekend, of course. So, you know, I, I, he's slowly coming around. You know, he's now got uh, hits in four straight starts. He pinched it yesterday, went 0 for 1. Uh, we really haven't seen the power yet at all. But, you know, as long as Murphy's healthy, I think he'll get going, uh, especially with a lot of home games. Uh, and I do have him in a couple leagues and just have left him in that lineup. So those are the afternoon games for today, but we do have some games tonight. So let's take a look at those lineups. We got Milwaukee in Pittsburgh, Chase Anderson against Joe Musgrove for the Brewers. Ben Gamble leads it off playing left field. Christian Yelich in right field batting second. Lorenzo Cain's in center field batting third. Mike Moustakas at third base hitting cleanup. Yasmani Grandal at catcher hitting fifth. Keston Yura at second base hitting sixth. Eric Thames at first base hitting seventh. Orlando R.C. is at shortstop hitting eighth. Chase Anderson on the mound batting ninth as Ryan Braun is out of the lineup. For the Pirates, Kevin Newman leads it off playing shortstop. Gregory Polanco's in right field batting second. 
Stalling Marte's in center field, hitting third. Josh Bell, who just does not slow down. He's hitting cleanup at first base. Brian Reynolds also playing very well right now. He's in left field, hitting fifth. Colin Moran at third base, hitting sixth. Elias Diaz, a catcher, hitting seventh. Adam Frazier at second base, hitting eighth. Joel Musgrove on the mound, batting ninth. Yankees hosting the Red Sox. Chris Sale against Jay Happ for the Red Sox. Mookie Betts leading his off, playing right field. Andrew Benatendi in left field, hitting second. J.D. Martinez, the D.H., hitting third. Xander Bogarts at shortstop, hitting cleanup. Raphael Devers at third base, hitting fifth. Steve Pierce gets the start against the left-hander. He's at first base, hitting sixth. Eduardo Nunez at second base, hitting seventh. Jackie Bradley Jr., he's really been hitting. You know, I debated picking him up in a league a couple weeks ago, or and I did it. But, he, you know, the overall numbers for the year suck, but he's really starting to hit a little bit lately. Uh, so I do think he's a, a pickup if he's available and you need some outfield help. And Sandy Leone at catcher, hitting ninth. For the Yankees, DJ LeMahieu leading it off playing second base. Luke Voigt at first base, hitting second. Aaron Hicks, who I wrote about in the stock watch today. So go to fulltimefantasy.com. Check out what I have to say about Aaron Hicks. He's hitting third in center field. Gary Sanchez at catcher, hitting cleanup. Glaber Torres at shortstop, hitting fifth. Kenji's Morales, the DH, hitting sixth. Gio Ursula at third base, batting seventh. Cameron Maven in right field, hitting eighth. And Brett Gardner's in left field, batting ninth. The Twins in Tampa Bay to take on the Rays, which should be a good series. Both teams playing very well this year, especially the Twins. Martin Perez, he'll take the mound against Charlie Morton. For the Rays, Avisail Garcia leads it off playing right field. Tommy Pham, the DH, batting second. Austin Meadows in left field, hitting third. Willie Adamas at shortstop, hitting cleanup. I cannot believe Travis Darno hitting fifth for the Rays. He's the catcher, but left-hander on the mound. They've been kind of putting him in this spot. Christian Arroyos at third base, hitting sixth. They just called him up today. Brandon Lau at first base, hitting seventh. Guillermo Heredia in center field, hitting eighth. Daniel Robertson is the catcher, batting ninth. The Royals are in Texas. It'll be Jacob Junis against Mike Miner. The Indians are in Chicago to take on the White Sox. Carlos Carrasco against Manny Benuelos for the White Sox. Lurie Garcia leads it off playing center field. Juan Moncada is at third base, batting second. Jose Abreu at first base, hitting third. Yonder Alonso, Alonso, the DH, hitting cleanup. James McCann is the catcher, batting fifth. Eloy Jimenez in the left field, hitting sixth. Tim Anderson's at shortstop, hitting seventh. Yolmer Sanchez at second base, hitting eighth. Charlie Tilson in right field, batting ninth. The Angels are in Seattle. Uh, it'll be a 10-10 p.m. start. Felix Pena against Yusei Kikuchi. And the Mets trying to uh, even that series at two after a disastrous game last night. Uh, it'll be uh, Jason Vargas against Hinjin Ryu. Ryu has just been phenomenal this year. Uh, he, I talk about him a lot. Definitely a guy that I drafted in a lot of leagues. And, you know, he's going to... He'll probably have a bad game at some point, but when he's been healthy, he's been dominant on the mound. He's walking no one. Uh, so tough spot here for the Mets offense tonight, which has come on a little bit here in L.A. But Yinjin Ryu this year has walked four guys in 65 and a third innings. Unbelievable. And he's got 62 strikeouts uh, and a 1.65 ERA. He's 7-1 and one on the season. He won seven games last year. He's been one of the best values in fantasy so far. He's got a 0.83 whip. Think about that. A 0.83 whip. So I know a lot of people want to sell high on him. And if you can get something great, sure. But when you have the state of pitching the way it is now, it's really difficult to, to give up on a guy like that. When we see all these injuries, talked about a guy like Luke Weaver. 
who is very productive for fantasy teams. And all of a sudden now we're looking at a guy that might be out for the year. You know, I don't know yet. He has the forearm strain. We knew that that usually is a precursor to Tommy John surgery. So it's definitely something to pay attention to. We have you covered, though. Head on over to FullTimeFantasy.com. I got the weekly baseball stock watch. We got the closer report, uh, bullpen updates from Sean Childs. Uh, Dr. Oda takes a look at the Cleveland Browns training camp questions. We have the in-depth team profiles from Sean Childs. Uh, his latest is a look at the Jacksonville Jaguars as he's marching through the AFC. So getting those up nice and early to have you guys prepared uh, to dominate your drafts. And if you're ready to hop in a draft, uh, whether it's basketball or online championship, whatever it is, you can head on over to playffwc.com. Uh, May Madness ends tomorrow. So get in your $200 deposit on your world championship team, and you'll be entered into a drawing. The winner gets a free entry into the world championship valued at $1,795. So if you know you're going to participate, get in the deposit, 200 bucks tomorrow uh, before May Madness ends. That wraps it up here. I'll be back Friday afternoon at 2 p.m. Eastern along with Dr. Roto. It is full-time fantasy here on the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Have a great day.